More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, the gift of forgiveness. Are you harboring hard feelings? Having a hard time letting certain hurts heal will help you unwrap the gift of forgiveness. 877-573-7825. They want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the gift of forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is a challenge. It, it's it, We know, we're very, very aware of Christ's command to forgive 70 times 7 and that we will be forgiven in the way that we extend forgiveness to others. We feel encouraged and also maybe a little challenged, oh, yes. <laughs> a lot challenged by those commands from our Savior. Um, but what does it mean? What does forgiveness really require of us? What what does that look like in situations where it's not so clear cut and the other person continues doing that, that hurtful thing or we've tried to forgive them but those feelings of hurt or resentment still fester inside what do we do we want to help you unwrap the gift of forgiveness whether it is you who needs to forgive someone else or you who needs to get forgiveness from someone 877-573-7825 is the number to call with your questions again that's 877-573 Seven eight two five. Or if you've been in the process of forgiveness with someone and they've complicated it by either not being very repentant or doing things again that they said that they wouldn't do, or you've forgiven them, but then some of those feelings and fears about those behaviors come back and you're thinking, did I forgive them? Can I heal this relationship? Is it healthy for me to do this? Forgiving people can be complicated and it can really cause us stress. It can cause us worry and anxiety to the point where sometimes we don't feel well or we get avoidant about those people or about having to work on it. It's not as easy as just saying, okay, I forgive you. Although some people who need to be forgiven often tell us that that's all it should be, and we should require nothing else of them. So Never bring it up again. Exactly. You said you forgive me. You're on. a Christian. How dare you ever bring this up or require anything of me? It is a bit complicated. And if you're feeling any of those feelings today or experiencing any of those experiences, give us a call and let us help you find faithful ways grace-filled ways to deal with this 
to help you heal and to help you grow into the person God wants you to be and move past this struggle. 877-573-7825. We are taking your calls. Hey, before we get into the thick of the show, if you will, I do want to thank uh, some folks. Yesterday, Lisa and I... Oh my I, gosh, yes, we do. We, uh, we had some meetings oh. with the Diocese of Scranton uh, all day yesterday, actually, um, where we were talking about bringing a uh, Catholic home uh, Catholic HOM, the, the app, uh, you can go check it out at CatholicHOM.com if you're interested, to the diocese to really enhance their ministry to families. And it was really productive discussions, really inspiring uh, conversations. I, but I, we met some amazing people who said they were regular listeners to the program. And I just wanted to give a shout out, first of all, to Janine, who owns Heaven on Earth Cafe, who hosted uh, a morning event for families in the area. Amazingly lovely, godly woman who, with her husband, opened this cafe where anybody can go, but people of faith can just be held up and beautiful be space. together. And oh, it's magnificent. So if you're in this Grand Area, check it out, Heaven on Earth Cafe. Um, I wanna also want to send a shout out to Sandra, who listens every day, yes. and her friend uh, Cecilia. So excited. And Linda, who just shared a beautiful story about how the rosary is blessing her whole family and of course uh, mary claire and mary ann at the diocese thank you all so much for being such wonderful hosts i'll tell you what we walked away from that day from meeting these people and even more that we can't give you all the names of and just feeling like god is so good that he put such wonderful faithful humans in the world and that the world is a better place for them and we were so blessed by each and every one of you so thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your your warm welcome and encouraging words uh and and well i'll just mention this in passing too i, I had kind of a heady morning um i i had a call with the vatican dicastery for lady family and life um talking you know we, i mentioned catholic home uh, so the the framework behind that the whole uh, we call liturgy of domestic church life framework that we use the catholic home app to teach families uh, they were interested in in discussing some research that we've done lately on uh, building catholic families and passing the faith on to the next generation and so really just just excited and humbled to be able to be sharing this and if you'd like to learn more about that work you can just check it out yourself download the catholic hom app it stands for households on mission it's pronounced home but uh, catholic hom you can also go to catholichom.com to learn more about it if you'd like but we are talking with you today about forgiveness and we are interested in the challenges you face in forgiving or being forgiven give us a call at 877 573 7825 and tell us is there someone in your life that you're having a maybe a little bit of a hard time <laughs> forgiving you know maybe you're wondering how to take the first steps toward forgiving that person who has hurt you or continues to be hurtful toward you maybe you've told that person that you do forgive them but in spite of your best efforts to move on you still feel the hurt the anger the resentment what about the times when the person continues to do the hurtful thing over and over? What does forgiveness look like then? Yes, we know we're supposed to extend it, but but how? And and or, or alternatively, you know, what if you're dealing with somebody who's struggling to forgive you, and you're twisting yourself into knots to try to prove to them that you're sorry, but it, nothing's sticking. Regardless of how the challenge of forgiveness is affecting your life or relationships. Let us help you find grace-filled ways to heal the hurt and unwrap the gift 
of forgiveness. Again, that number is 877-573-7825-877-573-7825. If you are listening later on to the More to Life podcast, you can still get your questions in. Shoot them to us via email at questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two questions at more2liferadio.com. But if you'd like to get a faster answer, we'd love to hear your voice and be able to respond to you right away. So give us a call right here, right now at 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, of course, we look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And for folks who aren't completely sure what that is, um, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of five years, looking at how we could understand God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design of creation, especially our bodies. You know, it's really important to note that John Paul II saw mercy and the theology of the body as going hand in hand. And he promoted the popular devotion to divine mercy right alongside the principles he outlined in the theology of the body. The theology of the body reveals that God has incredibly high expectations for our relationships. He wants us to create communities of love with all the people who share our lives. But he knows we can't fulfill those expectations on our own power. All of us will inevitably stumble and fall along the way. The only way we can hope to achieve the heights we're destined for is by leaning into God's abundant mercy and forgiveness and by sharing that same mercy and forgiveness with each other. You know, at the same time, you know, forgiveness doesn't require us to pretend that an offense didn't occur or that things are actually better than they are. In fact, the catechism, uh, if you look up 2843, if you don't believe me, you can check it out yourself. <laughs> it says, quote, it is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense. And he goes on to say, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. In other words, you know, we're not supposed to not feel hurt by hurtful things or pretend that the thing didn't happen. We're supposed to bring it to God and ask him to teach us how to respond to those hurts in ways that will bring healing to us and even the person who hurt us. The theology of the body reminds us that we're created for communion with others, as Lisa, you were just pointing out, right? But that means that we've got to be willing to work to face the offenses we commit against each other honestly and courageously and, and willingly work together to actually heal the damage that's been done to the body of Christ. You know, true communion can't be built if we're not being honest with each other about the damage our hurtful actions have caused and honest about the work that needs to be done to really heal those wounds. The work involved in forgiveness and reconciliation is good work, but I don't think there's anybody who would say that it's not hard. And it's complicated sometimes. And it's okay to take the time that it takes to do it right. Let us help you unwrap that gift of forgiveness in your life and relationships, whether it is you who is struggling to forgive someone you care about or that is in your life, um, or you who are trying to get forgiveness from someone you hurt. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 
573-7825. We're talking about the gift of forgiveness today on More to Life. Let's bring our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name, in the name of the Father, of the, Father the Son, and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we bring to you those people who have hurt us, that we are struggling to forgive. Lord, we want to forgive you. We know that you've commanded us to forgive, but sometimes it's hard to know what that looks like. Give us the wisdom, the compassion, the grace that we need to respond to the hurts committed against us in ways that lead to healing of our hearts, of the hearts of those who have hurt us, and the relationships that we have with them. We also ask you, Lord, for the grace to know how to get forgiveness from the people that we've hurt so that in all things we can build your body by strengthening the relationships that we have with the people you've placed in our lives. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the the name of the the Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the gift of forgiveness. Are you harboring hard feelings? Having a hard time letting go of certain hurts? We want to help you unwrap the gift of forgiveness and talk about what it means to either give forgiveness to someone who's hurt you or get that forgiveness from someone you've hurt. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now to our first caller of the day who'd like to remain anonymous listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Welcome to More to Life, listener. How can we help you out today? Good morning. How are you today? Good, thank you. What can we do for you today? Well, um, my wife and I have been married 14 years now. And when we got married, her um, I am a practicing Catholic, and she was fundamentalist. And her parents did not want us to get married. And they controlled my wife a lot. So they um, actually shunned us and would have nothing to do with us. And any time we saw him, it was horrific. Well, her father has since passed away, and, um, you know, they came back into our lives, quote-unquote, came back into our lives, and uh, and I always say I forgave them, and uh, but I could never let go of that bitterness, which makes me question if I really forgave them. But, um, I, you know, I say if I forgive, it doesn't mean I have to be around them, but h- how do you let go of that bitterness? from the horrific things they did to you. And so much hey, can, you want to protect your wife. So Can I just I, ask, how, how, how is the, your mother-in-law now? I mean, how, do, how does she, is, is she still you know, antagonistic dementia. towards your relationship? <laughs> oh, she has dementia, um, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and um, they, were, they, were, they were nice. And I'll say it was never her father. The mother was very controlling. I think he would have mm-hmm. been fine if, the mother hadn't been like that but she it has to control everything and um she uh um they they were nice they were cordial and everything but i i'll say I so they came around to that on a superficial years. level yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i always say trust but verify you know ronald reagan there and yes. then, so i yes i i did not i did not trust and so i was like i was sleep with one eye open let's just say and yeah, um, which is wise. Yeah. And now in her state, you know, I, I'm like, okay, it is what it is. And I'm always nice when we go there. I'm always, 
out of my way to do extra things. Good. But okay. I, I don't want to be there. Well, sure. <laughs> you were treated badly. Let's talk about that for a minute. But, but I want to say one thing up front, and this yeah. is a little bit of an aside, but I wanted to say this to you. Congratulations on how much you and your wife love each other, and especially on how much your wife loves you. Because when you are up against it, whether you're the guy or the girl in the situation, when you're up against any kind of pushback on your marriage from your, your family of origin, especially that person's parents, the person who has said, I love you more than I am willing to capitulate to their demands of me, is an amazing human, and you've been richly blessed, and you're richly blessed in your marriage. And I'm only saying that because as you go through, and I really believe what the pain you're feeling and the discomfort you're feeling is a, a rightly ordered thing in reaction to the injustice that you and your wife suffered. But sometimes when you're dealing with that, you just need to give yourselves a pat on the back for the fact that you loved each other enough to get married, and you're still married now, and that's a beautiful gift from God. Um, and I want to second what, what Lisa just said and, and, and congratulate you on that. Uh, let's talk about what forgiveness means in this situation and, and how that's different from reconciliation. So, you know, Augustine talks about how forgiveness is when we surrender our natural desire to, for revenge. In other words, when we stop wanting to hurt someone for having hurt us, we have forgiven them. And, you know, we can do that even if the other person isn't sorry, uh, even if the other person continues to do the thing. We, we, we just say, you know, I, I, there's enough hurt here. I don't want to add to it. And that is forgiveness. And well, that's a gift we give to ourselves. Now, reconciliation is a separate thing. Again, Augustine would say that re- reconciliation is the p- this tranquility, excuse me, the tranquility that results from right order. So when, when the wounds have been healed, when the relationship has been restored, when the person who hurt us has done things to repair that damage and show us that they're not willing to, they're not going to do those things again, we can reconcile with that person because they're safe to be around. And I think what you're experiencing, I'm sure there's some bitterness there, but I think what you're experiencing is is the fact that, that, that your mother-in-law hurt you, right? So you, you, you're... I was really glad when you said that, that, you know, now that she's suffering in her health, that you, you come around, that you're always nice to her, that you go out of your way to take care of her and do things. That is, that's the evidence that you have forgiven her. You're actively working for her good. Uh, but to reconcile with her, to say, you know, the hurt has been healed, that, that she didn't do damage to you, that she never repented of, that you're not obliged to do that, that you're not obliged to reconcile in that way. Um, I think, as the Catechism says in 2843, it would be good to bring that pain to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I don't know what to do with this hurt. And, you know, I, I have forgiven her, but I, I don't want to have these feelings. So, so help me to see this whole situation through your eyes, not so that I pretend that these things didn't happen or that I wasn't hurt by them, but so that I, I can experience the healing that you want to give me. Um, so don't beat up on yourself for still feeling hurt about those things and still having reservations about being around her. Uh, I believe that through your actions, you're, you're def- demonstrating that you have forgiven her. But the next step would be bringing that pain to the Lord through, through that intercession that the Catechism talks about that allows the Holy Spirit to turn injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. That's a quote from that passage. Again, that's Catechism 2843. So So, keep doing what you're doing. You know, remind yourself that you have actively chosen to forgive her and that you are working for her greater good. That is a beautiful thing that is of the Holy Spirit. 
and take a minute when you're really annoyed with the injustice and just say, well, Lord, you turned, you know, what she meant for ill into good because you gave us a solid marriage and we clung to each other and that is a beautiful beautiful gift but again when you pray about this don't just say you know lord what's wrong with me for you know <laughs> for not being able to let go of the pain to give the pain to god say lord i'm still hurting about this i have forgiven her but please show me how to see this whole situation and my pain through your eyes and help me respond to this pain in a way that will give you glory. And just keep giving it to him. And don't beat yourself up for feeling those things because she hurt you. And, and hurtful things are hurtful. And that's okay for a Christian to acknowledge that. Thank you so much for the call. I hope that that helps to clarify the way forward. If there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again on the program. 877-573-7825. We're talking about the gift of forgiveness, whether that is giving forgiveness to someone who's hurt you or trying to get forgiveness from someone you've hurt. We're here to help you unwrap that gift of forgiveness today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic healthcare ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their healthcare choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. Feeding 5,000 from a boy's five barley loaves and two fish, as recorded in John chapter 6, is quite a miracle. Yet the next day, Jesus downplays it in verse 27. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Likewise, God's provision of manna to the Israelites in the desert was also a great miracle. Yet Jesus similarly downplays it in verse 49. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. Jesus is clearly stating that His Eucharist is greater than both of these amazing miracles, and the Catholic Church absolutely takes Him at His word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about forgiveness on our show titled The Gift of Forgiveness. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with our next listener who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. Hi, Anonymous in Pennsylvania. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, it's not about me forgiving someone, but maybe in a, in a way it is. Um, it's about um, family members that aren't forgiving each other. Um, children, two children not forgiving their mother. Um, they say it's about a hurt uh, that that happened 
a year ago uh, or so. But I think it goes further back than that. I think it goes back to their childhood. Um, so I don't know which party is telling the truth, but it's been laying on my heart uh, ever since this happened, and I can't. I don't know what to do about it. I want to talk. And to and the have they talked to their involved. mother about that? About those people? Uh, have those they people talked to their mother? Other, they kind of shut. The children kind of shut the mother out. She has been trying to make amends for past uh, hurts, um, and uh, I think that they're not accepting that. And and can I ask what your relationship is to these people? I'm a real. I'm Are you a aunt. friend? Okay. I'm an okay. aunt. So, so, so you're the the mother's sister in all this. In law. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So, so when we are trying to uh, facilitate forgiveness, you know, with a third party, you know, somebody that we is in a situation we don't have direct control over, we we've got to um, be careful about um, how much responsibility we take for that. I, I don't mean we don't have responsibility, but I mean we have to be clear about it because you know sometimes. And, you know, I experience this as somebody who, as a helping professional, as a pastoral counselor, it's easy for me to take on other people's pain and to just carry that around with me. But that doesn't help them at all. I have to be very clear about what my role is so that I can be helpful um, and still be healthy. And so I would encourage you to kind of pray about that, too, where, you know, what can you do and be aware of that and do that, but then leave it with them. Um, The best you can do in a situation like this is to say is to clarify what a healthy process would be right? Um, You can't make people forgive each other. You can't make reconciliation happen. But you can say, listen, I would say start with empathizing, right? I understand the pain you're in. And, and, you know, when they describe the offense, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not your job to be a judge about whether that pain is valid or whether that thing really happened or not. Uh, You know, you weren't a a witness to it or a party to it. Uh, It's just your job to empathize and to say, you know, that's really painful, and, you know, if something like that happened to me, I would feel a lot of the same things that you're feeling. And I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Uh, I also know, though, that if I was going through something like that, I, I know that I would need to talk directly to the person that hurt me and give them a chance to clarify or, or apologize or work through it with me. You know, and I just want to encourage you, as, as much pain you're in and as much as I see how painful that is, to please talk to your mom about that and give her a chance to at least work it out with you. Uh, or be clear to her about what it would take to work it out. Don't whitewash it. Don't pretend it didn't hurt. Um, be honest about what it would take to, to repair the relationship and see what she does. But please do bring it to her because I, I care very much for, for, for both of you. And you invite that person to walk that healthy process. And then you leave the rest to the Holy Spirit and you get on with your life. Because carrying other people's pain doesn't help heal the situation. Back in a minute. Right now, as you know, America, Catholic Church, really the Western world, is being shaken. But let me read this passage. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 25, we'll go to 29. The writer to the Hebrews says, His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised, I will once more shake not only the earth, but heaven. And that phrase, once more, points to the removal of shaken created things, so that what is unshaken may remain. We realize that nothing is fixed. Everything seems to be in flux. And that's the, why God's people need to be immersed in Scripture. 
because there we come across the unchangeable and the unshakable God. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. What qualities are embodied in truth and goodness? The Catholic Catechism asserts that the practice of goodness is accompanied by the joy and splendor of spiritual beauty. Truth, says the Catechism, is beautiful in and of itself. Because man is endowed with an intellect, truth in the rational expression of the created and the uncreated reality is necessary. But when truth is beyond words, the depths of the human heart, the exaltation of the soul, the mystery of God, other forms of complementary human expression are needed. Before God revealed himself in words, he revealed himself in the universal language of creation, the order and harmony of the cosmos, which both child and scientist can discern. This is Peggy Stanton. And this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Poptrack. Raising kids is hard. We all do our best and we all fear that we failed in some way. Especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was, it's easy to give in to self-recrimination. Blame, especially self-blame, accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless. Rather than ruminating about past mistakes, put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today. Look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids. Seek out ways to build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the gift of forgiveness. How do we either get forgiveness from someone we've hurt or forgive someone who's hurt us? And what does it mean? 877-573-7825. You can also send us your questions via the, uh, if you're listening later to the More to Life podcast, Shoot your questions to questions at moretoliferadio.com. And speaking of podcasts, um, there are lots of great podcasts that EWTN produces, including Pentecost Today, which is about bringing people closer to God through the work of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, fueling the fire of renewal. You can listen to the Pentecost Today podcast, as well as many other faith-filled podcasts, including More to Life, uh, all in one place, all free at EWTN Podcast Central. Visit EWTN.com slash radio and click on Podcast Central today. With that, we are taking your calls about forgiveness on More to Life. Again, 877-573-7825. Let's talk to our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi there, listener in Nebraska. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Well, about a year and a half, my 21-year-old daughter was sexually assaulted. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. 
I'm having a really hard time forgiving him. Of course. Um, I don't know who he is, so I can't put a face to this. And I just am hoping you can give me some What would it mean to you? Sure. Let me ask you. Well, first of all, let me ask you, where is your daughter in her healing process? Is she getting Is she getting help? Um, is this person um, being pro- was this person not identified? Are they not being prosecuted? Uh, like what's what's where's she things knew stand? who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, she did go to the hospital. Um, she had a report done, um, but as far as I know of, she, well, I know that she hasn't talked to me about it, and I don't think she's talked to anyone else as well. And so okay. I and. And, and so, where, where, in terms of her healing process, I mean, you, 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 you don't know where she's at with that, and she's not, she's not being open with you about where things stand with her, and, and her pain. Well, from what I gather, she just wanted to basically set it aside and move on with her life. When it happened, she was in college, and um, she. I think just wanted to focus on that and not worry about what happened. And so I think she's just kind of set it aside right now. Okay. So you're asking, how do you forgive this person? Well, I don't, I mean, well, let me ask you in in terms of that. Um, When you've discussed it in the past, how has she been with you? Has she been defensive or or angry, or has she welcomed the conversation? What's what's that been like for you? Um, This last time I tried, which has been a while ago, she just said, Mom, I don't want to talk about it. And I just left it because I didn't want to upset her. Sure. But, okay. um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do you know if she's gotten any kind of counseling? It's one thing to not be able to, like, look your mom in the eye and talk about these things, but has she sought any kind of help to process this on her own, or is she just burying it? She's gotten no help that I'm aware of. Okay. okay. So a couple of things. Um, in talking with your daughter about it, when you bring it up, if you bring it up, um, you want to make sure that you're bringing it up in a way that lets her know that you are working for her good, that you want to try to take care of her. It's not about her helping you feel better or taking care of you, right? I mean, because you know, we as parents, we don't mean to put our kids in the position of, you know, having to be caretakers to us whenever they're going through hard things. But we sometimes convey that because I'm just so upset about this thing that happened to you. Please, you know, help me. And we end up unintentionally making them feel like it's their job to make us feel better for their hurt, and then that drives a wedge between us. So be careful of that. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying that's a very natural thing to happen when we're being unconscious about the way we're talking uh, to our kids about the pain that they're going through. So when you do talk to her, make sure that it's, listen, honey, I, I'm concerned. I know you just want to let it go, and I, don't, you want, I know you don't want to talk about it, and it's fine. I'm not going to ask you to say anything. What I am asking you to do, though, is, is to get some help to be willing to talk to somebody about how about what this what what happened to you and how it's affecting you and especially if you can see changes in her life i mean you know has she changed the way she approaches relationships has she changed the way she approaches 
her 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 life, her dreams, her goals. Uh, her, uh, she changed the way she talks about herself. You can point to those things, and you can say, "I know you want to move on, and I really support that." But I I have seen that you're different in X, Y, and Z ways, and I would really love, as your mom, to know that you were healing, so that you could keep could be, get back to being that person. And I know that seems really insurmountable, but with the right help, you could get there. And as your mom, I know I'm going to annoy you, but I'm just going to bring this up because I love you and I want the best for you. And then you kind of leave it at that in terms of your conversations with her. Because you can't make it about, you know, her needing to make you feel better about the things that happened to her because she's doing those things. It's I want to take care of you. That's why I'm bringing this up. And and even if you haven't seen large changes in her, it's okay to say, I'd love for you to be able to really talk to, to somebody about this so that it doesn't affect you long term, so that you can build the life and, and the future that you want to have and, and even, you know, be willing to say to her, and if you need support in that, I'd be glad to help you pay for it or whatever those things are. But as Greg is saying, you want to be very careful, especially with a person in this situation, not to turn them into a project, whether it's it's uh, whether it's truly for their own good or it's a little bit of you needing to know that she's getting better. Nobody wants to be a project, and somebody who has had this kind of thing happen to them does not want to be forced by anybody to do anything they don't want to do ever again. So that adds another layer of resistance. I would say, and, and this, this book might be helpful for you. We, we did a book called Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. Um, and there's research, you know, that, that, that talks about how in a healthy relationship, there's a 20 to 1 ratio of positive to negative interactions. So, you know, just, just kind of put that in the back of your, back of your mind where you want to have you know, 20 conversations that are not about this for every one conversation you do, maybe more. All right, because you really don't want your whole relationship to be consumed by this, even though it is consuming. Um, because if, it, if you allow it to become that, then she's going to feel like a project and just push you further and further away. Now, in terms of forgiving the person who hurt her, what does that mean? Again, it does not mean saying, it's okay. It's not okay. Forgiving, so it means committing yourself to praying that that person be called to repentance. Because in all things, we're called to work for the ultimate good of other people. And working for the, the ultimate good of a person who hurt us means that they would take responsibility for their actions, that they would learn from their actions, that they would learn not to do it again. And for somebody who has committed sexual assault, that often means having to experience the serious consequences of uh, you know, legal justice prosecution, yeah. justice, um, serving time. You can forgive somebody but still prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law because you're working for their good. You're, you're making that person face the horrible things that they've done to another person so that they can repent of it. Um, you know, or if you pray for that person, you pray that the Lord, you know, would not that he would smite them dead, but that he, would, that he would convict them, that he would show them the errors of their ways, that, that he would help them see the consequences and the pain that they've caused. Forgiving them does not mean, forgiving him does not mean saying it's okay or that you're not going to worry about it anymore, or it doesn't hurt. It means committing yourself to interceding that, that God would work in his life and bring him to justice and in God's mercy. Uh, and, and, and so the more you're able to do that, again, going back to the Catechism 2843, the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory and in transforming the hurt into intercession. 
even there, you know, having compassion for somebody who hurt one of our children, that that's a tall order. Very. That doesn't mean saying, oh, I guess you were hurt too, so I guess it's okay that you hurt. No, uh-huh. that's not what it means. It means this was horrible what you did. Um, but I want healing from, from my child, and I want healing for all God's children, uh, whatever that means. And so I'm bringing that person to the Lord, not so that I can say it was all okay, or that it doesn't hurt, or it wasn't wrong, but so that whatever can be done to bring that person to justice and make them face the consequences of their actions and learn from those consequences would happen. So, you know, people are confused about, you know, whether forgiveness allows us to do that. Yes, it absolutely does. In fact, in in most cases, in normal circumstances, it requires us to hold the other person accountable for what they've done. Thank you so much for the call. We've added you and your daughter to our More to Life prayer list. If there's more that we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And again, um, in terms of talking with your daughter about all this, I really think that having meaningful, sometimes difficult, conversations with our adult sons and daughters would be a great book to follow up uh, the suggestions we've made here on the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about the gift of forgiveness today on More to Life. Whether you are struggling to forgive someone who hurt you, or you're struggling to get forgiveness from someone you've hurt, let us help you unwrap that gift of forgiveness. 877-573-7825. As, we, as it's time for our break, it's time for our scripture of the day. It comes to us from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And again, a, a reminder of that importance of forgiveness. But... As the Catechism tells us, forgiveness does not mean forgetting that the thing happened or pretending it didn't hurt or saying, it's oh, it's fine. It's not fine. When we hurt, when we do injury to the body of Christ, it needs to be healed in some way. Forgiveness is the first step in that healing process. Forgiveness means that we are creating the space that would allow reconciliation to happen if the other person is willing to work with us to reconcile. It's the, forgiveness is what is the gift we give ourselves, if you will, that says, I'm not going to hurt that person for having hurt me. I'm going to create a space for justice to be done and mercy to be served. With that, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we're taking your calls about forgiveness, either getting it or giving it. 877-573-7825. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. How are we treating God? Are we treating him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to him when we need something? The results, if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience, much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes. We have to have God front and center of our life every day. As Father Michael Schmidt says, we're all called to be saints. We have to stand up and fight. We can't just grab God when we need something. He's not a slot machine putting coins in then pulling the one-armed bandit and expecting to win a big prize. We have to have that relationship with God so we can truly do His will and be truly happy. 
So follow him, not just once in a while, but every single moment. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the gift of forgiveness. Whether you're harboring hard feelings towards someone, or you're trying to get forgiveness from someone you hurt, we want to help you unwrap that gift of forgiveness. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Victoria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey. Victoria, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Hi. Um... Well, I don't know what to do with a friend who has kind of dropped me. I think I must have done something, um, and I don't know what it could be, um, and I don't know how to ask for forgiveness. Now, you you said that she dropped you, but you don't know what happened. Did she come right out and say, I don't want to see you anymore, or has she just not been in touch? Just talk to me about what's letting you know that, this is a dropped relationship. Oh, she hasn't called, texted, or seen me in two two years. Oh, and you did check in with her. You made sure she was healthy and well, and she just didn't respond at all. Right. Okay. And so you don't have any contact with her now at all, because it says on the board here that how, you're asking how you should you talk to her when you see her again. So, do you have any contact yeah, at all? Yeah. Well, I well, once in a while, I've seen her at church, and I'd always speak to her, and she would speak back, and, you know, she'd be cordial, mm-hmm. and, but that's it. And have you ever come right out and said to her, what happened? I'd like to know so I can fix it? No, but I was thinking of texting her and say, um, I'm it, asking her, you know, what did I do or say that... Um, has, that has broken our friendship. I will. I'd like yeah. to know, and I will apologize. Yes. And wh- well, uh, so I so I tell you what. I, I let me let me let me. Like you're on the right track. Yeah. Okay, let me. You're on the right track. But let me, let me um, let me, let me back up and and say, you don't want to assume that you necessarily did anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I've honestly had experiences exactly like this in my life where I had somebody you know we were good friends with, and you know then I suddenly didn't see him for like four years. 
and I bumped into them in the grocery store, and I said, hey, it's really great seeing you guys. I really miss you. And they're like, oh, gosh, I can't tell you, Greg, how awful things have been these last four years. And then they kind of let me know this litany of horrible things that they've been through that they just didn't have time. And I felt so bad that I wasn't able to be there for them, but it wasn't anything to do with me at all. Well, and, he, and I can tell you, my best friend and I, I mean, we have become very, very, very close over the years. And, and there was a time where we just did, we weren't calling each other. We went... And we finally saw each other again, and we were like, why did this happen? And she's like, oh, I just never wanted to bother you. I knew how busy you were, and I didn't want to. And I'm like, I miss you so much, but I wasn't getting in touch with you because I thought you were, you know. It, it's really important to say, hey, I miss you. Yeah. So that's what I would what start with. What yeah. happened here? So, so don't start assuming that you did anything. You know, I would, the next time you see her, I would say, hey, I really miss you. I, I really loved when we would get together to do X, Y, and Z, and I would love to do that again. Would you be open to it? And if, she seem, if she's like, oh, yeah, yeah maybe sometime uh, we'll have to get back to you, uh, then say, well, listen, I get the feeling that maybe I did something to put you off, and I, I really am sorry about that. I'd love to know what it is. So, like, if, if she doesn't say, yeah, great, let's get her calendars out and make it up, you know, then you know something's up. Right, and, and then at that point you can say, "Is there something that I've done that that I could, you know, correct or, or apologize for?" Because I really do miss our friendship, and it would, I would love to be able to get back to doing X, Y, or Z with you. So, but don't go in assuming that you did something wrong. Just go in as, as letting her know that you miss her and that you love her and that you'd like to like to get together with her again and see how she reacts to that, and then follow it up with if if she's reluctant with, you know, some clarification about what you may. Uh, have done to to uh, facilitate that uh, her dropping you. You know, I think right. we all kind of go into relationships where things can happen, and we're all really very childlike inside. And as soon as somebody isn't in touch, we assume that we are back on the playground, and we we are being shunned by somebody because you know we wore the wrong clothes or we did the wrong things and we heap these coals upon our heads especially when you say there was no like precipitating event you didn't have a fight there wasn't something major going on we have a tendency to be our own worst enemy so just going into it and handling it this way you might find that you win your friend back but either way you'll probably end up with more clarity and that will be healing in and of itself Thank you so much for the for the call, Victoria. Um, we had a call from Renee, who wasn't able to stay on the line, but it's a it's a fairly complicated and important situation that I think uh, highlights what it means to forgive a parent who has wronged us. Uh, in broad strokes, she shared with our, our screener that her parents divorced when she was a teen. The father remarried somebody who was Renee's age, and then adopted a child that she says she felt was to replace Renee. Um, and how does she relate to this parent? And what does it mean to forgive her father for doing all of this? A um, couple of things. First of all, you know, we have this tendency to feel like because the, a person has a particular title in their li- in in their in our life, like father, mother, aunt, you know whatever, husband, wife, they have a title, they, they are automatically owed certain things. And we're told you know, that we need to honor our mothers and fathers. And so does that mean that I just have to pretend that all the horrible things that my parents did to me don't matter? No. Honoring our parent is another, is an, uh, honor is another way of giving love to somebody. And to love somebody again is to work for their ultimate good. And in, and in some, and in, in, well, in every case, working for somebody's ultimate good is, is 
not letting them off the hook for doing horrible things because they debase themselves as much as they hurt us. So when a parent does hurtful things, um, we, we need to insist that those wounds be addressed. Now, forgiving a parent who's done horrible things, as I said earlier, means creating a space for the possibility of reconciliation. It doesn't mean doing all the work on our own. So forgiving your father would mean, like we were saying with a, to a previous caller, um, surrendering your desire to hurt him for having hurt you, which, which, which means you know, you're not going to go out of your way to badmouth him to people. You're not going to look for ways to plot revenge against him. You're, you're, you, you want God to convict his heart and to make him repent of the things that he has done, not just to you, but to so many other people. Um, you know, that is forgiveness. When I, I don't want to hurt this person, I want them to repent. I want them to be healed. I, 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 and I'm going to create a space here where if they were ever safe enough to be around and work on the relationship, I'd be willing to do that. That's what forgiveness is. But part of forgiveness in this kind of situation, but in almost any situation, is learning how to love and care for ourselves and help heal ourselves when we know this person is dealing with their own toxicity and we're never going to even if he repented you're never going to get those years back of feeling cherished of feeling safe and feeling like your dad was being a good dad that he you know when we deal with any kind of abandonment in our childhood it hurts us and one of the ways that you can really get to a point of understanding that it had nothing to do with you this these were his choices is really working on your own healing and learning how to love yourself even though you had a parent that was too broken to show you that love well and that points to a really important part of forgiving uh, a parent you know so when we are adult children of parents who treated us poorly it's very tempting on an unconscious level to want to hold on to that hurt and live our life in a way that is a testament to how awful our parents were. I'm going to destroy myself as a way of showing my mom and dad in the world how awful my childhood was. In a way, it makes us feel like we're holding on to some part of our parent, even though it's not the healthy parent we need. So working to forgive them in, in often requires us to do the work that it takes to heal ourselves. And so if there is if there is pain or woundedness that you're carrying around with you because of all of these things, and I imagine there would be, getting the help that you need to heal those wounds is an important part of forgiving them uh, be because it allows that space to exist in your heart um, for compassion. Uh, not to say that everything was fine, but but again, to, to not carry that, that, that anger and that resentment and that, that woundedness inside of you. In terms of forgiving or reconciling with your dad, it would be perfectly fine to say, Dad, you know, you, you did a lot of things that were very hurtful, and I would, be, I would love to have a relationship with you, but we need to be able to address those things. And if he says no, or if he says get over it, or if he says anything other than, yes, I'm sorry, I would love to work on this with you, then it's okay to say he's not a safe person to be around, and even have him cut out of your life. Or... You know, if he says, you know, yes, I'd be willing to work on that, that doesn't mean you have to pretend everything's fine. It means that you identify how close you can be to him and still feel safe because it might, you might not be able to be around him all the time. Maybe you have to limit yourself to a weekly phone call or something. But you're, you're asking, okay, how close can I be to him and still feel safe? And then build from there. So that is, that, that's what reconciliation would mean in this situation. But, Renee, I, I hope that this gives you some guidance. 
Uh, and if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, is a great book. Uh, it talks about forgiveness and how to set appropriate boundaries that, that, that allow reconciliation to occur. Check it out. God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.